bless you for joining us today on Lunch Hour with High Achievers. You are blessed and highly favored. We give God the glory. We give Him praise. We thank Him for the opportunity. We slept and we awoke because the Lord sustained us. Hallelujah. I trust all is well with everyone. Glory to God. You are welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mama B, you're welcome. Abna, you're welcome. Pastor Johnson, you're welcome. Noel, you are welcome. God bless you all for joining us today. Hallelujah. You are blessed and highly favored. We trust you are blessed by the previous uh, session two weeks ago. And we have part two today. As usual, we like to encourage everyone who's joined us today to start sharing, 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 and invite as many people that you know to join us in this session, Father and Son conversation. I trust you are blessed last time, and we are trusting for an awesome session today. So once again, we have Pastor Michael Jr. joining us today. Glory to God. We are grateful and thankful for, for life and for breath and everything that God has given us. We are so grateful. So, Pastor Michael, you're welcome. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. It's good, good to be back. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you blessed us the last time with some powerful nuggets. The one I can't forget, which I still emphasize is the, the one of the gaps ministry we knew. We knew it, but we didn't, we didn't know that the millennials had a term for it. <laughs> so we are learning from generation Z, generation Y, and uh, <laughs> that was a powerful one. The gaps, the gaps ministry. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are all welcome. Please keep sharing, sharing, and let's invite others to join us on this platform. We covered a lot, quite a number of grounds last time. <clears throat> I want to take off from there. Where the gaps ministry came from was when we talked about the uh, multitasking, the multitasking in church. So maybe let's start off from there once again, because uh, that's what I used as uh, an encouragement and uh, one of the topics as a bait to get people to come on. So. Let's talk about how important Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8, 11 to 17 talks about when Jesus was ascending into heaven, he gave gifts unto men, pastors, apostles, evangelists, prophets, teachers for the perfecting of the saints to do the work of ministry. It's been said that statistically in every church, every organization, 25% of the people are the ones who actually are getting the job done. And they're hoping 75% um, just either watch things happen or are not in the center of what is exactly happening in organizations, various organizations. Mm. So that's where I think the gaps, people who have the attitude of the gaps ministry fill those areas. That's where, how come we have the uh, multitasking in church? So let's start from there by why it's important for everybody in churches, organizations, businesses to find their place and take their place 
within the church setting and organization so things can run uh, perfectly. So the importance of the gaps, the gaps ministry. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bishop. Um, yeah, just, just linking it to, to what you, what you just said. It's, um, if you have an organization that consists of five people, for example, and each, each person has a role, each person has responsibility and you have three people carrying out their role, their responsibility, their duties, and two people not, the company will suffer. The business will suffer. The three people will then have to take on the load of the two people eventually suffering burnout. So all of a sudden you now get to a place where one person or nobody is able to function because either they're burnt out from carrying the weight of multiple people or they're just not carrying out their role at all. So it's of the vital importance. Um, you know, I, I look at um, the workplace I work in. It's um, everyone has everyone has a duty, everyone has responsibilities, and as soon as as soon as someone's not around, or as soon as um, someone's not carrying the weight of their responsibility, the burden becomes so much heavier. Um, the workload becomes so much more um, on on those who are doing their part. So, um, for things to function, for us to function as a team, as a, as a family unit. Yeah, in our ministries, in our churches, in our workplaces, in our homes, it's important that we all work together, find what we are good at, find what our role is, whether it's um, appointed by ourselves or whether it's appointed by the leadership or the head of the church or the organization. And we function there and we function there. And we also not just function there, but also use our initiative to do more. There have been many times where, Bishop, you've... Um, You've, you've taken a stance or you've made a move in our ministry and you've appointed us leaders in certain positions. Now, one thing that has stuck with me is that once you become a head of a department or, or, or um, a subhead or an associate head of, of something, it's not just for you to continue to rely on the head, rely on the leaders, for you to take what you've been given and make it your own, yeah. still coming under the leadership of the church or of the organization. So it's important that in everything that we do, we take it, we, we make it our own under the leadership of the head and thrive in that area. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So Agnes, you're welcome. God bless you all for joining us. As usual, please start sharing, sharing, invite as many people to join us to benefit from this session. Let's talk about some of the challenges. Sandra, you're welcome. Sandra, you're welcome on Instagram. Some of the challenges of being a firstborn. There's the challenges of being a firstborn and the benefits and blessings of being a firstborn. You happen to be the firstborn. What are some of the challenges your contemporaries, those who are firstborn, or you have Grown up as a first, but what are some of the, sometimes they are certain, when we dealt with the subject on first bond, there are certain unrealistic expectations that people have of, yes. of first bond. So let's look at some of the challenges and then the benefits of being a first bond in your experience. Abraham Anand, God bless you. Abraham for joining us from Ghana. God bless you. Yeah. The challenges and the benefits of okay. being a first bond. 
Thank you, sir. Okay, but first and foremost, I, I like to state that by God's grace and wisdom and, and, and my parents being, you know, not perfect, but brilliant, none, none, of my, none of my pressures or my issues or my challenges of being a firstborn have ever come from my parents. So, Bishop, I have to um, salute you and Mama B for that one there because um, the, the responsibility that's on both of you, the, 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 the lives and souls that come under you, it would have been easy um, for you guys to force me down a, a particular path. Um, um, and you, you never did. You never did. You just, you just both of you, you and mom showed me um, the love of God and what it is to love God and love Christ and, and be a child of God. And then, it, and then it was up to me, um, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. And I have not departed and I, by God's grace, I will never depart because <laughs> there, there is no way other than God. So, um, okay. just wanted to start by, by putting that out there. Amen. Um, and let that be an encouragement to all, all of us parents, um, you know, just raise your children in the word of God, with the love of God, and, and let God do the rest, especially the firstborns. Um, right. So when I was younger, um, there would be people in, in, our, in our ministry who, who would always say, no, nope, you can't dress like that, Michael. You can't, um, you shouldn't talk like that. You shouldn't hang around with these people. You should always make sure you're, you're, you're the bishop's son, so you need to play an instrument. You need to sing. You need to make sure you're in this department, that department, over here, there, here, there, everywhere. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's it's um, a lot. Of, a lot of people would chime in, mm. and thankfully, thankfully, my parents always said, "Look, serve God for yourself, love God for yourself, and 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 that's enough." Yeah. And that is it. That is enough because ultimately it's God who we're trying to please. I, I learned at a very young age that um, if you try to live for people or please people, A, you will never be able to do it anyway. Yeah. B, you yourself will never be happy, joyful yeah. or fulfilled because you're forever trying to please others rather than living the life that God has made for you to live. Yeah. So um, I learned at a young age, don't aim to please people, aim to please God. And if people accept it, thumbs up. If people don't accept it, thumbs up. It, it really doesn't matter. Live to please God. It, 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 it is essential. So I, I encourage everyone listening to me on this platform, regardless of your age, position, live to please God as your primary focus. Yeah. Don't aim to please man. I, I don't even aim to please my father. Mm. Or my mother, not that I choose to be disrespectful, not at all, but because I aim to please God, the honor and the respect naturally, automatically will flow to my father, to my mother. That's, mm. that's, that's my mindset. That's the, that's the truth. That's the word of God. That's, that's our walk with God right there. So, um, but there, there have been times when, um, people would say, Oh, you're, you're a PK. So, you know, you're a pastor's kid. So you should be, you know, you should be doing this and you should be doing far better. So as soon as I make a mistake, oh, how can you make a mistake? Are you not a pastor's mm. child? I'm like, what? First of all, I'm a child. First of all, I'm a child. I, mm. I, I make mistakes. Just because I'm a pastor's child doesn't mean I won't make mistakes. The benefit of being a pastor's child is that I understand how I can come back to God mm. and come back quickly. So 
Um, a lot of people would always have their views about pastors' children. And one of the things that I realized was seeing my contemporaries growing up, pastors' children had it tough. There was just a, there's always been um, seemingly a, a higher expectation. Um, you know, the, 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 when you fall, you fall from a greater distance. Um, and then in order to succeed, you have to work harder than other um, Christian children. Mm. And um, I've seen the struggles. I've seen a lot of pastors, you know, there was, there was a stigma on pastors' children when I was growing up where they hear, oh, you're a pastor's child. Okay, yeah, so you must be on, you must be, um, on drink. You must be on drugs. You must be rude and disrespectful. You must be um, not in the house of God because a lot of times the pressure that is on pastors' children, it, it can be too much because mm. we, are chill, we are first and foremost children. Yeah. And children need time to grow. They need room to grow. They don't need unnecessary pressures coming from all across the, all across the place. So, um, I've always been of the mindset, thank, thanks to my parents that, look, please God, please God, and let that be enough. Um, I looked at my sister, um, and we were growing up and, you know, she, she, she's a fantastic, um, minister of the gospel. Um, with a, a beautiful singing voice and just wisdom, wisdom galore. I look, I look to her. Sometimes I look to her for advice. In fact, we all, the whole Huttonwood family look to her <laughs> because she's, she's wise beyond her years. That's right. She, she, I've, I always said to myself, okay, as the firstborn, I want to protect her as much as possible from, mm. The, 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 the stigma and the eyes and the words of people saying, Oh, you're a pastor's child. So you need to be like this. You need to be like that. And she too learned at a young age that look, please God, serve God and, and live your life the best you can loving God. And that will be enough. So, um, it's, I've, I've, I tried to live, I tried to live to disappoint the haters, you know, and I get that. I get that hundred percent from my father. I'm not, I'm not here to please people. I'm here to please God. And if you if you want me to fail, for me, it's more it's more drive. It's more it's more drive for me <laughs> That's right. to prove you wrong. Plead <laughs> for God. So that's 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 me. <laughs> it's just like what I put on there. <laughs> Social media research came across. It says anyone waiting for me to fail. Waiting for me to fail is like waiting for God to die. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> it's Ain't not happening. The more the critics and the haters, the more determined we are to move forward. It's just like what Paul said. And it's throughout the scriptures. It's not a 21st century thing. Yes, Paul sir. said, uh, what shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? He says, Neither death, nor life, nor principality, nor power, nor dominion, nor might, nor power. Things present, nor things to come. Nothing should separate us from our love for God and our relationship with God. So, and it says, uh, in this world, you will face trials, challenges, and everything. But be of good cheer. And I will overcome the world. Paul speaking said, forgetting the past, press on toward the mark of the high calling of God. In <laughs> Christ Jesus. So, Stay motivated, everyone watching on this platform, no matter what you're going through, we're sharing our experiences uh, and then catching nuggets of truth from Pastor Michael Jr. Uh, and sharing his, sharing his experiences, that of his himself, his sister, 
as they grew up as uh, uh, pastors to the MPK. So let's just talk a little bit about the MPK. So the MPK is the challenges that people, you know, have to, they are every, it's everywhere where people expect certain particular behaviors and, you know, from, from MPKs. We understand where they're coming from, but how important is it for us to ensure that we allow our children as they're growing up as children, we allow them to grow up to, to, to be, to be, to be children during their years of being children to allow, you know, some people try and get children to grow up faster yeah. than they should, especially expectations of pastors keep. How important is it for us to allow our children to, to be children when they are children, to enjoy their, their childhood, to enjoy things that children do um, as they are growing up, in addition to their spiritual life and everything. How important is it for us to, because you, you never become a child forever. Yeah, yeah. There's a season, there are times and seasons. How important is it for us to allow children to enjoy their childhood, do the things that children do, enjoy things that children do, go to places that children do, and they are growing up process without us wanting them to grow up faster by putting certain unnecessary expectations um, on them. Let me welcome Yes Cry. Yes Cry Toss Chain. God bless you. Welcome on Instagram. Kezia, you're welcome. God bless you for joining us. Um, and we have Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah watching from Ghana. God bless you. Everyone that is joining us this evening. You are blessed and highly favored. Our guest is Pastor Michael Jr. Abuna, you're welcome. Pastor Michael Jr. is with us today sharing his experience in his part two from the last session. So how important is it for us to allow our children to enjoy their childhood um, as they're growing up? Thank you, Bishop. It's it's very important. Um, like like you said, Bishop, you're you're only a child, you're only young once. And once that time comes and goes, it, it won't come again as, as much as sometimes we wish it could. Um, every now and then I have, I have flashbacks to, I've, in working in a primary school, I see yeah. some of the children, I hear some of the, the, the conversations that they have and I just think to myself, look guys, you're only, you're only young once. Just enjoy being young in it without the responsibilities, without the pressures, without the bills, without the, 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 the outside issues that the world, that, that come with growing up just enjoy you know the time that you have now and um you know being being a child and being you know having freedom um doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want go where you want speak how you want because ultimately um ultimately children need guidance children need direction so it's important to find to make sure you have that balance where children can be young be innocent be free and enjoy their childhood alongside being trained up, um, knowing the word of God at their level, at their stage, and just having room to grow, you know, having room to, to, to make mistakes and, mm-hmm. and learn from those mistakes. You know, some, some mistakes don't need to happen. Some mistakes can be avoided and others they have to go through to, to learn for themselves sometimes. So it's important that children have an opportunity to just be young, you know, especially when uh, as a, as a firstborn, having younger siblings you know a lot of times you might have to look after them um and it's important that 
it doesn't become your job because ultimately as the as the oldest child or as an older child you're not the parent mm. so too much should not be expected of you um when it comes to looking after your younger siblings you know you, you do your part because you're you're the first one you're the you're the role model you're the role model child of the house you a lot a lot more will be expected of you it comes it comes with being the first one it comes with being one of the older children but at the same time it shouldn't all fall on the child. I, I've seen many examples um, of, of older children who basically are the second parent or the third parent. And where is their where is their time to just grow and and learn and learn and have fun and be young? And you know sometimes that can be taken away. So it's important that children just have an opportunity to be to be to be to be to be, to be children and just learn and. You know, have fun as well as growing, whether it be mentally, spiritually. Yep, excellent. God bless you for those nuggets of wisdom. Now, we, we're going to talk about this a lot because of the video. I remember when uh, my twin brother, Mr. Gideon, was having a chat with uh, his son, Kevin. And it was this observation that we made. Uh, why is it, in your opinion, is your generation, your generation, is there a sound? Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, for sure. You can hear? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Why, in your opinion, is your generation, your generation so different from our generation? in terms of approach to life, <laughs> seriousness, uh, laxity. I wonder where that sound is coming. Yes, I can, yeah. I can hear you, Bishop. You can hear me, okay. Yes, yes, Bishop. Uh, why, in your opinion, is your generation so different from ours in terms of approach to life, seriousness, laxity, taking your time, not having the same agency, that our generation had in getting things done when they had to be done. Um, different approach to what we consider as urgent, important, and necessary. Something that maybe our generation would do it today. Um, your generation will take it easy and go. Oh, it can be done tomorrow. <laughs> With that. And as you say, son, have you called the people about the, uh, your, 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 your MOT? So and then we are getting all wet up and you guys are so relaxed <laughs> about it. <laughs> What's the, what is it that makes it so different between your generation and our generation? <laughs> it's interesting. I, I think I think there's a few there's a few reasons, so I'm just gonna try and try and pick on a couple of them um the, f the first one that comes to mind is where where this generation is just is 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 how can i describe it there's there's a few yeah. words i want to use i just want to make sure i use the right the right word um <laughs> the, f the first one that came to my mind was lazy so I, I might i might come back to that one but um there's 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 an entitlement mentality with um 
my generation, which which makes a lot of us feel like we don't need to work as hard as we should in order to receive what we feel like is owed to us for for, for some strange reason. The Bible says if if if, if you don't work, you should not eat. So, um, you know, so that ultimately it comes down to um, the the lack of the lack of God in our community, the lack of God in our nation. Because the, the longer you take God out of the schools, the longer you take God out of society, the more corrupt society becomes, the lazier society becomes, and, and we feel like we're, we're owed, um, owed something for nothing. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure why we think that. Um, I remember having a conversation with Pastor Johnson, um, maybe a couple, I think it was a couple of years back uh, now, and, we were talking about the mindset of this generation is that I don't need to work or I can find a, a get rich quick scheme. Now, the older generation, your generation, Bishop, knew that if, if uh, easy come, easy go. So if you take shortcuts or cut corners to, to gather something, eventually it's going to fall apart. Eventually it's going to fall. It's not, it's not going to last. Yeah. Um, nowadays with social media, um, you know, people going online and, and just, you know, they, they, they look nice. So they show their body or they show their muscles or whatever it is. And then it send, it brings in views and then it brings in money. So now there's a, there's a seemingly an, an easy way to be popular, an easy way to, to, to be rich or well or famous. So that mindset now is spreading so that people feel like, no, I don't, I don't need to work. I can just, I can just be a YouTuber. I just be a YouTuber and, and just, you know, say what's on my mind, say how I feel and, and that's that. And the, as, as, as much as, you know, that's the time we're in now and it can be used for positive things. It's not always used for positive things. A lot of times people who, who are on YouTube or social media don't see themselves as role models yet. They are speaking and millions are listening. Millions are taking in what they're saying, waiting hand and foot on what they're saying. But they don't see themselves as role models, meaning they can say what they want, do what they want, and it doesn't matter um, what what effect it has on anyone other than themselves. So um, this generation has, has has become far more lazy simply because we 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 don't know we don't know God as we should. Um, you know, God has been taken out of schools. Uh, children have for the last I don't know twenty years or so. I could be it could be longer. Remember, stemming from when I was in school, a lot of power has been taken. The government, especially in this nation, has taken the power out of the hands of teachers, out of the hands of parents. And it's empowered the children um, in a way that children feel like they don't need to respect elders anymore. And they don't understand the value of life. Yeah. So we don't understand the value of life, which makes it easy to take lives. We don't respect our teachers, meaning meaning we suffer with our education. And then we don't respect our parents, meaning we don't take their counsel, their guidance. That, that by itself is, is the, is, is the way, is the reason why this generation is, is um, struggling yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Brother P, Brother P says our generation has always worked harder. Not this generation. Well, most in this generation. Yeah. Yeah. We've had to work yeah. harder. I mean, 
because of the way we were brought up and everything, nothing was left. <laughs> you know, Bible says a good man shall live an inheritance to his children's children. Our parents and our time knew what they knew and gave us what they gave us. But we were not the certain things that were not handed over to us. Um we're not born with silver spoons in our mouth. So we've had to our generation has had to really, really work really, really hard in order to be able to get to <laughs> where we are. So brother piece a true talk worthy of a bigger audience <laughs> and platform. I'm like, you can see it firsthand because you you teach children. So you can yes, see sir. the behavior of children to their parents and also to the teachers. Yeah. What are some of the things that can be done to improve improve that situation? Mm. There's a lot, a lot. You can think about it and then we'll talk about it. You know. Yes, sir. Now let's deal, let's talk about how to juggle. Now you are, you are, um, you are a husband, you are a father. There are five rules of every man. There are five rules of a man. Every man is, uh, has a responsibility as a man, has a responsibility as a husband, has a responsibility as a father, has a responsibility as a king, and has a responsibility as a priest in his home, the spiritual head of his home. How do you juggle? How do you juggle being a man, being a husband, being a father, being a king, and being a priest in your in, in, in your home? And how does the fruit of the spirit help you to be able to juggle? I mean you were you were you were at home and eventually you got married and then you moved home, started a family, and then comes the responsibility of being a man, being a husband, being a father, being a priest, being a king, and also working um, on your own job in your career, and also juggling the multitasking when it comes to ministry. So how do you, somebody may ask, with, with maybe I'm single, I'm going to get married, how do I juggle? Or oh, I'm married, and I, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a priest, I'm a king, and all those things. And sometimes it's a bit difficult to juggle all these things. What advice would you give in your, from your experience from home, your experience having been married from uh, from that time till now? How do you juggle? And how can you advise somebody to be able to juggle and still be able to? succeed in all these various various areas yes sir i think um it's very important that you you love what you do mm. so you have to know you have to love what you do and you have to understand the roles as, of what you do as well so for example bishop you spoke about being a man being a father being a husband being a priest and being a king now yeah. it's important that you you understand that this is this is who you are. So I've, I've taken time. This is who I am. I'm a man. What are the responsibilities of a man? What's the what's the role of a man? A man, like Bishop said, a man is not about having six pack or having facial hair. Um, it's about taking responsibility. It's about doing the right thing, even when others around you aren't doing the right thing. Um, what's the responsibility of being a husband? To love your wife as Christ loved the church and, and give your life for that individual. The responsibility of being a father, train up children. Um, I've, I've, you've seen, you see examples of, of children growing up without fathers in their lives, and you see 
the detriment of what that can do or you know how, how their lives can be shaped because of that. So you have to then take responsibility for that. Uh, being a priest, um, the, 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 the godly head of the home, um, everyone, everyone's working their salvation out for themselves. But as the priest of my family, God will be looking at me and hold me accountable if my family don't succeed in the things of God. So I have to know that and consciously work on that. And then obviously being a king, um, carry the way I carry myself, the way I conduct myself um, as a man, as a child of God, as a king. So with these roles, it's important that I've, I've taken time, I've sat down, I've, I've studied, I've, I've worked on what is what will it take to be and uh, be successful in these roles before taking these roles. As for the as for the man, someone someone might say, "Oh, Balder, you're male, so straight away you're a man." No, I, I know I know forty I know forty year old forty year old males who aren't men. Yeah, they're boys. It's there's there's a there's a big difference because each one of these roles you have to you have to prepare. You have to know what it entails and then count the cost as to whether you're ready for it or not. You know, um, I, I got married at 26 and look, looking back now, I was like, wow, that was actually, that was actually quite young. I, I know I, the, the, the challenges that we face, I understand why people sometimes wait till they're in their 30s. Um, but I, I took time. I, I thought to myself, okay, this is the woman that I love. Um, I need to I need to snap her up now because if I wait any longer, someone else might come in and beat me to it. So, um, you know, I, I counted the cost, yeah. and and even and even though I prepared in prepared prepared in prayer, um, and you know, building myself up to be a man and be a husband, even stepping into it, the challenges still came, and and we had to fight to make it work. So. Mm-hmm. These these things aren't you can't just assume. A, a lot of people assume because I'm male, I'm a man. It it doesn't work like that. It doesn't yeah. it does not work like that. So when it comes, you have to you have to take time and prepare for the, the the next venture you're stepping into. So is it as a father, as a husband, as a man, as a king, as a priest in your in in my job place? Take taking time to count the cost. Even in the ministry, I remember when um. Years ago, Bishop um, wanted to. No, no, sorry, it wasn't even. Sorry, Bishop, it wasn't even you. Once again, it was people. Once again, it was people saying that, oh, you know, uh, uh, Michael, you should be Minister Michael. You should be youth pastor. You know, go, go ahead, be youth pastor. You know, you you, you love the youth. I'm, I already, I've always worked with the youth for the entire time I've been in House of Judah. So you should be youth pastor. And I said, I said, I haven't counted that cost yet. Mm. I have not counted that cost yet. So um, let me count the cost. Let me, let me, let me work on my marriage. Let me count the cost and let me prepare myself to step into that role. Yeah. And even, even after stepping into that role, I still need to develop myself for the next chapter, next part of that role, of that journey um, yeah. as youth, as youth leader. So it's as, as men, we 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 have to really put aside pride, put aside our ego, and understand that we don't know everything. We aren't perfect, and we need God in order to operate in any role that we we want to take take on board. Yeah. So we have to count the cost. As men, don't 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 assume that because you're a man, 
that you're, you know everything and that you're perfect. You have to sit down, count the cost, see what it will take to be successful. Not just this, not just have a role, be yeah. successful in that role. Because ultimately, your family are watching. Your wife yeah. is watching, if it's for the, for the husband. Um, your children are watching, if it's for the father. The world is watching, if it's for a man or a priest. And the king, and ultimately, God is watching. And God wants to, God will be looking, and God will be judging, ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately, have you succeeded in the roles that I've given you? With what I've given you to do, have you succeeded? Which is why, once again, it comes down to it. Don't live to please people. Live to please God. Awesome. I trust you're getting blessed by the ministry of Pastor Michael Jr. Sandra said, good, preach it. <laughs> preach it, Pastor. That's good. We have been blessed on Instagram and on Facebook and YouTube. God bless you. Lily, God bless you. You are welcome. Kila Ricky, you are welcome. Uh, Dr. Menu, we're watching from America. God bless you, man of God. Pastor Jewel is watching from Bolgatanga. God bless you. Um, Prophet Jeremiah Blaney is also watching. Brother P. Is also watching from Saudi Arabia, from Dubai, I believe it is. Bianca, Pastor Michael's wife, is also joined us. God bless you. Joyce Konedu is also with us. God bless you all for joining us. God bless you all for joining us. Pastor Joel says, is asking a question here, and then we shall begin to round up with um, the master class next week. And tomorrow's service and the whole of March, Restore my wasted years. I'm telling you, <laughs> miss it. Wait, we're going to talk about it <laughs> in a minute. I'm telling you, Pastor Jewel says more grease and oil. Papa, may I ask you, how do we? Uh, what are some of the keys to a successful marriage? So, if you can just give just a few tips, Pastor Jewel, watching from Bogotanga in Ghana, uh, uh, upper upper east region. He said, what are some of the keys to a successful marriage? What are some of the keys we can share with us within the time we have? And then we shall move on to the um, masterclass and tomorrow's service. Yes, sir. Um, both, first and foremost, um, the, the best way, both of you love God. And both of you love God more than you love each other. Because... Uh, God is beginning and the end, perfect in all his ways. We, as people, are not perfect in all of our ways at all. Yeah. We have flaws, we make mistakes. Bishop has spoken about the importance of um, honouring the union more than honouring the person. Yeah. Where you honour the, the union of marriage. So even when the opposite person makes a mistake or isn't perfect or shows imperfections, as as we do as well, you understand that it's the union, God's perfect union that you've come into. Not God's perfect people, but God's yeah. perfect union. And you strive, you both strive to get better, become more like God, love each other more, care for each other more within that union with the help of God. Marriage can't succeed. Well, God's type of marriage can't succeed without God. <laughs> That's a good one. 
let, let me be specific. <laughs> God's type of marriage, which is his perfect marriage and what he wants for us all, cannot materialize or be sustained without God. You know, I love my wife and she loves me. We'll both, we'll both put our hands up and say that there's times when we can annoy each other because we're not perfect. We're both working towards perfection. You know, I remember someone said, um, I heard it recently. It was, it was, I think it was one of the Medea plays where, um, Medea mentioned something about you need to marry, you need to marry your, um, partner multiple times, like over 20 times. Like, what do you mean 20 times? 20 ceremonies? No. The person who you married this year, two years time, you're no longer the same people. Mm-hmm. So you now continue need to grow together, learn each other now where you're at, the, at that stage of life and mm-hmm. remarry and then right. press forward. Five years down, 10 years down. Okay, who are we now? We still love each other. We still love God. Okay, get each other, remarry, push forward to the next journey, um, to the next stage of your, your journey. So mm-hmm. loving God, primarily both of you is the number one way to have a successful marriage and please um i know i know pastor joel who's asked this question knows this but for everyone who's listening successful does not mean perfect and successful does not mean without trials tests or tribulations so just let's just keep that in mind loving god and just respect i the, the the word respect bishop is a word that is is highly highly undervalued and highly underused. We we need to respect each other. Men, we need to respect our women. Women, we need to respect our men. And we just need to work together. You know, I, I was having a conversation with Bianca recently, and we and we, you know, God God given us revelation moving forward. We said we won't always understand the choices that the other one makes. We won't necessarily always agree with the choices that the other one makes. But because of the love that we have for God, for each other, and the respect that we have for each other, we will work together and God will see us through. Yeah. And, and ultimately that's what it is. So God, God at the core, we can make it. Awesome. I trust that's very, that's very helpful, very helpful, powerful, powerful, powerful. Pastor uh, P says, wow, this is wisdom talk that usually comes from the 60-year-olds. <laughs> he says, thanks, son. Brother P, uh, when uh, we started our church in 1995, yes, sir. Brother P was our uh, organist and uh, Brother P saw 95, that means uh, Pastor Michael Jr., my name is Michael Jr. Pastor Michael Jr. was around seven, eight. So yeah. Pastor Brother P has seen Brother Michael, Pastor Michael grow. Yes, uh, from the age of seven or eight. And here is hearing him teach us this path, download this powerful wisdom. This is what this is wisdom talk that usually comes from the 60 year olds. You know, that's why I'm so excited about the next generation. Where, uh, uh, is it Isaac Newton? Is it Isaac Newton who said, if I've seen feather, it has been by standing on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of me. Is you know, the way we perceive things, the way we see things, the way you guys see it is totally different. It's good to, Bible says that old men shall dream dreams, the young men shall see visions. So it was 
very excited when we have your perspective, um, your age mate's perspective of, of situations and things where we move side by side, network and collaborate. We are teaching from our perspective, from our age, the 60 year olds. And then you guys are coming from your pers- uh, perspective and we combine it. That's very powerful. That's very, very powerful. Powerful. So that's a good comment there from Brother P just to buttress. <laughs> Uncle P has known you since you were seven. Wow, Mama B, let's get the age right, right there. <laughs> thank God, thank God for your lives. Absolutely, thank God for your lives. So, as we begin to round up for today, let's talk about the master class coming up, or let's talk about tomorrow's service. Restore mm. this whole of this month, ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing with uh, it's a month, a month of restoration, a month of restoration. And we are starting a special impartation service tomorrow. Restore my wisdom here. Tomorrow is Ghana's independence. And here in the UK, Sunday, 6th March, we have a special service. Um, Sister Lily, Sister Lily says, your teaching gave us good grounds. Lily was with us from the beginning of the church Elizabeth Sell. She's in Wales now. She's just put a comment on, on Instagram. Your teaching gave us good ground, solid ground. Sister Lily was been was has been with us since the beginning of the ministry. She was the first person to give her life to Christ at our first launching of our church, Sister Lily. <laughs> God bless you, Lily. God bless you. So impartation service tomorrow. Restore my wasted years tomorrow in House of Judah from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The actual service and also those who are watching from outside the country, you can watch us on Facebook. Reverend Kinsley, Pastor Kinsley Abaga, Pastor Kinsley, join us. God bless you, Pastor Kinsley from Doncaster. God richly bless you. So, Pastor Michael Jr., what have you got to tell everyone that is watching why they must be in our service tomorrow, the impartation service on restoring my wasted years. And this scripture is from Joel, where God says, I will restore back to you the yes. years that the locust has eaten, the caterpillar, the cankerworm. But Sister Agnes, God bless you for joining, for joining us from outside London. Very faithful member of our church, Sister Agnes. And hallelujah. How important is it for people to join us tomorrow in our service, the impartation service, the whole of this month, Restoration, okay. restoration in finances, restoration in health, restoration in marriage, restoration in business, restoration in your spiritual, restoration everywhere. How important yes. is it that all roads must lead to House of Judah in West Croydon? Glory to God. How important <laughs> is that, Pastor Mike? It's extremely important, Bishop. Um, I'm normally one who, you know, I, I invite people to come to church and, you know, I, I don't, I don't tend to, you know, force it down people's throats too, too, too much. <laughs> But but this one here, this one here, I've I've been on people's cases. I'm saying, look, <laughs> look, look, look. There there is something there is something happening. Um, yeah. The word of God that you've been preaching, Bishop, there, there, it's, it's shown me that there's something happening, and this is the time to 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 jump in the pot while it's being stirred. Mm. You know, restore my wasted years. We all have we all have wasted years. Time that we wish we could have back and in the natural we haven't been able to but in the season that we're in the word of god that's come now is that there there can be and there will be restoration for those 
whose hearts are open, those who want it, those who want to receive and 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 take what they've lost. And this is the time. All roads lead to House of Judah. Whatever area um, in your life, in my life, that we've experienced um, loss, stuff that has been wasted, time that we wish we could have back, there is a word coming. There is an impartation coming to us starting from tomorrow, Sunday the 6th of March, that will, I believe it wholeheartedly, that it will transform our minds, it will transform our lives, our homes, our children, our relationships, our finances, our health, our minds, our mindsets. There, this, this is the time. This is the time. There's always like the, um, the um, there's a move of God where, uh, if you if you jump on it, you can be part of something amazing, some part of something great. And I love the fact that it's starting tomorrow and running through the whole month, yeah. the whole month, and. It's not a thing of, oh, okay, oh, okay, well, you know, you know, it's, it's happening through the month, so maybe tomorrow's not important. No, you do not want to miss the beginning. You do not want to miss the beginning of restore my year, so restore my wasted year. So I encourage every single person, everyone I know, Bishop knows, those who are watching this stream, everyone, come to House of Judah. If you have a lot, um, a few of my um, colleagues uh, um, who, who go to other ministries, they they will be at their church for their ministry, which is exactly what they need to do. And then I will be sending them the link of this service for them to be able to take in this word as well, to add to what they hear at their respective churches. So um, it's going to be a major blessing. And I really encourage us all to be in the house, watch online and, and just be have your life transformed and your years return to you. Hallelujah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Pastor, Pastor Kinsley says, Pastor Michael Jr., you are a great example. You're a great example. More grace to you, more grace to you. Keep up the good work. The best is yet to come. The best Amen. is yet to come. You, your sister, your age group, your generation, you are the future of our nation and the future of our churches and the future of our businesses. So more grace to you and keep up the great work. Keep up the great work. The best is yet to come. Now let's finish with the master class. Next week, Saturday. Next week, Saturday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. via Zoom. Via Zoom. We've been holding the high achievers for the past two years. This March is two years since we started the high achievers. So we're going to have a special master class. Some of the topics will be 20 self-development tips, <clears throat> how to be a bestseller, best-selling author, how to move from paycheck to paycheck, how to stop living from paycheck to check paycheck, why you must raise generational leaders to continue what you started. Like even right now, you can see, you know, I used to say in the Old Testament, Elijah, Elijah has to die before his mantle can come on Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. But in the day in which we live, you can see the fathers are present, the sons are present, and the yes. oil that is on the fathers is also on the sons who have caught their spirit. So you can see we can pass on what we know to our protégés and to our sons and daughters whilst we are alive and side by side fulfill ministry together. We'll be dealing, we'll be teaching on that in the Zoom masterclass next week, Saturday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I want to encourage everyone to register Register at michaelhattonwood.org. michaelhattonwood.org. 
register. It's a paid event, so register for this masterclass. Next week, Saturday, we're going to have a high achievers in the afternoon, 12 to 1. But in the evening, it's going to be a closed group by registration only. So make sure yeah. you register at michaelhattonwood.org for this masterclass. We'll be dealing with more stuff than we are talking about now. But as Michael, do you want to put a last word in there as to why you must register for the masterclass as well for next week? Yes, sir. I mean, one thing you've taught us, Bishop, is that it's not enough to be um, relevant just for yourself or for your family. It's important to be generational. It's important to have a, a lasting impact that will not just um, affect you or those immediately around you, but that can transcend um, city-wise, nation, nationwide, um, worldwide, even. So it's important not just to settle for okay, I'm 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 okay. Um, I can feed, as Bishop, you would say, I can feed myself, myself, my family, and my cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to develop ourselves and and understand that legacy is important and thinking and having a generational mindset is is very important and you know uh, a lot of times we can we can lack motivation especially referring back to our my generation and the generation below mine we can lack motivation but we need to be self-motivated to be able to have multiple um streams of income and just be impactful to more than just ourselves and to more than those just around us. So with, with this masterclass, it's all about developing yourself um, to have a generational mindset, knowing your purpose and then deploying it and leaving a legacy um, for others to follow. Awesome. Father, we bless you for this session. We pray for everyone on this platform, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube right now. We touch and we agree right now. We decree that everything that we have learned together this afternoon, that every one of them shall remain in the name of Jesus. They shall not be stolen from us and that our families, our ministries, our churches, our businesses, our health will spring forth speedily by the finger of God in the name of Jesus. And everything that Pastor Michael has shared with us, in the name of Jesus, we ask that the Holy Spirit will put us in remembrance of every single one of them in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you are watching, you haven't given your life to Christ, let's do that with you right now. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Father, I submit my life to your Lordship. I confess I'm a sinner. Forgive me as I receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for restoring me in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Wonderful. If you pray that prayer, you submitted your life to Christ. Our church address is at the bottom. Remember, restoration, 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 restoration. Tomorrow, don't miss it for anything. Register for this summit. Don't settle just for feeding yourself, family and cat. Be generationally minded leaving a legacy for others and that's why you must register for this master class it's going to be awesome register for the master class at michaelhattonwood.org if you are watching on instagram it's michaelhatton.hatton-wood.org register for next week's master class from 7 p.m to 8 p.m is loaded and it's going to be a blessing and don't forget tomorrow 
in House of Judah. I'm telling you, we just can't wait. All of us are excited about what God is going to do. Don't miss it for anything. Pastor Michael, thank you once again for joining us today. It's been a blessing last time and this time. The wisdom keeps increasing, keeps increasing. Watch out for Pastor Michael Jr. One of these days, we'll be asking him in addition to his multitasking to bless us in church on Sunday morning. <laughs> Get yourself ready. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing. May the Lord bless you, increase and enlarge you on every side and open doors for you that nobody can shut. So ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing the, the, the session to a close. Don't miss it tomorrow evening once again. Restore my wasted years. The address is scrolling at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching on Instagram, if you're watching from outside the country, you can join us on facebook.com forward slash HOJ City Church. You can watch it on Facebook if you are watching from outside the country or you go to your you have your church that you need to go to them. Make sure we send you the link. Make sure you join us um, after your service. But if you don't have a web-based church, House of Judah is the place to be tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. God bless you all. Have a wonderful afternoon. And we look forward to see you all tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pastor Michael, more grace. Bless you, Bishop. Thank you, sir. You too. God bless you. Your mom says she's so proud of you. Let me put that up. Where are we? I'm so proud of my bishop, husband, and my pastor, my son. Yes, and Mama B is is at the pillar. Besides the grace of God and the Holy Spirit and God the Father, Son, Holy, he is our pillar and motivator. You know, there were times when I was so busy when we were raising our children and they would be asking, where's dad? Where's dad? And my wife yeah. would give them the right answer. They have yeah. to go about the master's business, etc., etc. So we are grateful to God for Mama B. We are thankful to God for your life. You know, your children have become who they are by the grace of God and by your sacrifice. You're teaching Amen. them salty, um, you know, those super, those super book. They'll come back yeah. from school to give them lunch and then they are watching super book, salty, all this, you know, kind of Kelly Copeland's program. God bless you and may you live long. Amen. Amen. Of your labor in the name of Jesus. So we salute Mama B. God richly bless you. Keep up the good work. God bless. Have a wonderful lunch, everybody, and we'll see you all tomorrow. All roads are leading to House of Judah. Don't miss it. Run, 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 run. <laughs> Glory to God. God bless you all, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Everyone that joined us today, we are grateful. We are thankful. God bless you for your lives on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Please share, share, share this session with everybody you know. God bless you.